3: Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy.
4: Fantasy. Boom. Oh.
3: That's what
1: That's
0: right, ladies and gentlemen. It is
1: Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for
0: TSS Fantasy.
1: And you just got playing that
0: way.
4: Boom! Yeah! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! Just in time, the Jester making his rare appearance. Let's start with our introductions. Let's welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera.
5: Hey, everybody. It's Justin Jesus Herrera, I guess. I guess that's going to stick. But um, you can catch me on Twitter at SemtexMex93. You can catch us at TSS.com. Come check out everything that we're doing right now. Come check out the Roundtable. We're going to be putting Start Sits articles on there. We're going to be putting DFS articles on there. And we're also going to be, you know, obviously I'm going to leave some for Nick. But we are doing a CJ2K giveaway right now. That is right. Chris Johnson, the living legend. We are giving away a signed football. All you
4: got to do is go and click subscribe on YouTube right now and down to my boy, Nick. Indeed, a listen. hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. You want to get involved in that contest so easy. Just hit subscribe. Welcome into the studio, Nick. You got Flander Macaronis.
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be on the show this evening. I, I greatly appreciate it. It is, it is my highest honor of the day at 9 p.m. So anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pen Flanders. And you can also find me on the TSS website. And the only thing that just left me to plug was our merchandise. So please click on the merchandise, check out our hats, our mugs, our shirts, our shorts, whatever we got going on, whatever Jason fe- feels like wiggling his little fingers and Scooby doing and putting that on there. And it's on there and it's at a high value, high value. And you could be the most styling and profiling fantasy football follower on the streets today, my friend.
4: Woo! Speaking, speaking of wow. styling and profiling, the guy who definitely oh, wow. wears the goodwill shirts to the show. Welcome to the studio, Fred <laughs> the
1: Fred's popping tags.
0: <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's my special guest in Paris every Monday. <laughs> now, nah, let me stop. I'll, I'll be here more on the, on the on the real season. Thank you for following me at TSS Justice. Truly appreciated. Five hundred more. To hit 5,000, help, help, help. Let's go, followers.
5: Wait, wait. It's, it's documented. Fred said he's going to be here more. That's right. Wow. Fred, you can't <laughs> let down the
1: viewers now, bro. No, no, no.
4: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to definitely clip that and play that later. Well, All wait right. a minute.
1: Does that mean he's going to be here more, more days a week or more on the hour of the actual show? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, too, right? Well, I'm here. I'm
0: ready, I'm ready for the full thing. season, man. I'm ready for the regular season. I'm hyped. Let's That's go. Good.
4: That's right. That's what it's time to be, bro. Listen, it is time, by the way. It's time to really start drafting. It's fantasy time. It's here. If you're dra- pretty much your draft is either this weekend or next weekend yep. or this week or next week. It's here right now. So get on to Underdog Fantasy. Hit the promo code TSS or no, hit it. Use the promo code TSS. <laughs> We'll double your deposit up to $100. We're going to have some contests included as well, so you're going to want to get involved with that. Justin, why do we do all this crazy stuff? Well, oh, shit. I mean, we do it because we
5: can, but we also do it because we're the fantasy show with the people.
3: The people.
4: The fantasy show, the people indeed. Nick, I skipped you tonight because you said you didn't want to do the yen. You're being a party pooper. So let's start out with some news. All right, guys, like I said, it's time, fantasy time, get onto underdog because guess what? We're doing a best ball version tonight. So if you wanted to know anything about best ball and your you know you got some different strategies that you weren't quite sure about, we're here to fill you in. We got some experts in the building, got Dave and Nate. They're gonna be coming here shortly, but let's start real quick. I just want to throw it out there. How much news is this? Baker Mayfield, name as the starter of the Carolina Panthers. I'm just going to go to the guy who I think likes Baker the most here. Nick, what say you on this? Do you like this for any other skill position players for the Panthers?
1: Uh, the, only, <clears throat> uh, the only two Panthers really worth drafting, and it wasn't going to matter who the quarterback was, uh, was DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey. On that, I mean – who are you really gonna count on? I mean, you're not gonna count on uh, Robbie Anderson. He gets eight eight targets a game and, and catches one of them. Um, then you get Tremble. You know he was supposed to be some sleeper tight end to catch it down down in the end, uh, red zone. It's it's mainly just CMC, and it just proves that that uh, that uh, what's his face? I can't even think, think of name. I almost said Andy Dalton. Uh, Darnold. Darnold can't play. <laughs> He can't play. He can't play in New York. He can't play in Carolina. He should have he should have stayed at USC. He just can't play. That's all there is. Wow. If 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 you can't beat out Baker Mayfield and you've been there for over a season and you had basically uh 4 weeks of training camp before he got there and you lost that gig, you can't play.
4: I think like I had said earlier when this move was made, I still say this is a lateral move for the Panthers, but I will say I think Baker above Sam has a little bit more of that leadership and swagger. I think that's pretty much why he kind of won the job over, to be quite frank with you. Let's move on real quick, too, because we do have guests waiting. I want to make them wake all night. Michael Thomas, by the way, tweaked his hamstring. Already had the ankle injury. Been waiting a while to play. We're going to have the Doc talk on Friday. We're going to bring him in. I want to kick it around just yet because we're going to talk about that more on Friday. Plus, we'll have a little bit more news on this injury and how bad of a strain um, It is. So we'll talk about that more a little bit this week. Tom Brady's back, whatever, um, whatever that means. Um, I did want to bring up to you both real quick. Uh, well, so the two that didn't comment, Kenyon Drake being released today. It was kind of a surprise to me. Um, Justin, I'll just go to you guys real quick. Do you got a place where Kenyon Drake, just off the top of your head, any place that right away you feel he might be a good fit at?
5: I mean, here's something for you. Why don't you just throw him back to Miami? You guys got a ton of running backs in that room already, and you got a bunch of guys who are probably going to get cut. Um, Honestly, I think that, you know, if he goes back there, you got a fan base that loved him for a little bit. Um, He's a a rock-solid guy. He's a guy who goes in between the tackles. He's efficient when he gets the ball in his hands. He's almost like a perfect complement to Chase Edmonds. Um, he's a little bit better in my opinion than Sony Michelle. So why not? You know, give him a shot. He's going to get a veteran minimum anyway. So why not?
4: Yeah, no, indeed. Yeah, I, I and I. I one of way. our <laughs> one of our guests is <laughs> that that Freddy Goodwill Reyes. <laughs>
0: yeah, is. Yeah, when did to become Goodwill? Holy oh, like smokes!
4: I think it's your internet. Your collar look a little frayed, so that's what I so thought when I saw and I was like, "Look at this guy with this frayed ass shirt on! I'm like, what the hell is he doing here?" I mean, You're it does. Fun, look you like
1: can find Hill figure anywhere.
4: It does look like it's a little outstretched, a little gross. <laughs> like a little a little gross. <laughs> had that for a while. You lost the plane. It's cool, you know. It's so good. All right, all right. Let's not make it funny, Rodro. Is there some place you would like to see Kenyon Drake other than the New York Jets?
0: New England. Uh, I think that would be the best part, uh, place for him. He's better than uh, most of the running backs in their roster. He's good for them. He can catch the ball out the backfield. I mean, what better to have a catching running back out the backfield for Mac Jones? Yeah. You know? I, mean, I think he going go in there and be a starter.
4: At the end of the day, Kenyon Drake's always been a playmaker, period. I mean, Miracle Miami, say what you want to. He's always made big plays for the Dolphins. Um, So, hey, price is right. Come on down, I say. But I think we're a little crowded. I would like to see him get a good shot somewhere. You know, maybe he's lost a step or two. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not there in the locker room, not really sure what's up. Um, But yes.
0: I I do want to mention. Oh.
4: Oh, sorry. Maybe the get in the Giants. Okay, the Giants,
1: the Giants, because they're gonna need a handcuff for uh, Saquon.
4: A little thunder but, and lightning. I like that. All but, right, go ahead.
0: He really quickly. Uh, all you know at the beginning of, the, of about a month ago, we were talking about how he was gonna affect Josh. Uh, Josh um, Jacobs. 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 And this just tells me that Jacobs is that's his job now. Now, now that he's out. That's gonna really help the fantasy writer. So now I'm, I'm thinking about him totally different again.
4: But I think that actually speaks more for Zamir White, I think, than it does for for J- Josh Jacobs. If if I am being honest, um, but that, that's kind of what I see it as because he he took it. I think Zamir White was the first one to score for the Raiders. Um, you know, for the, against the Dolphins, so you know, I think they kind of saw, you know, hey, this guy is what we think he's been in practice with him too, so they you know know better than us, obviously. Um, so the other thing in the news, Matt Corral talking about the Panthers. He's pretty much done for the season. Liz Frank injury, you know, what happened with Derrick Henry. So that kind of stinks. Um, you know, Mr. Walker, Kenny Walker actually uh, had his surgery. So a doc talked about it. You know, we'll talk again more this week and see about his availability. Again, we might see that carousel of running backs to start. I hope not. Um, you know, I hope Kenneth Walker make his back. But in, in any event, even if he does make it back, He's still going to be a little ginger. So, you know, again, look out for Rashad Penny. Um, who knows? Maybe even, you know, the Travis Homers of the world. You know, those those guys in Don't Seattle work. always end up. <laughs> we'll see as it goes, as they say. All right. We're going to take, we're going to bring in, speaking of balls, I have a nice little promo I did for <laughs> Best Balls. I'm going to bring our best ball expert in. Let's bring him in real quick. Here we go. The
0: special the biggest
4: do have the biggest balls of them all tonight. Let's welcome in our experts. First welcome in, Nate. Welcome in, my brother. We appreciate you being here. Welcome into the studio.
6: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm still holding on to my memory of the expo by wearing the party bracelets. Dave, you'll recognize these. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to wear them. In- I- my one from last year, I wore it until it wore off. So, Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to talk best ball.
4: Uh, yeah. Awesome, we're stoked to have you, yeah, Fantasy Expo, it was amazing, we had a great time, can't wait for next year, now that we got the lay of the land too, so yeah, we're definitely pumped. Speaking of the Fantasy Expo, Dave, also there, welcome to, welcome to our studio, my brother.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, the first time I've had an intro song, like this was excellent. <laughs> um, these guys put a lot of work into this, so make sure you guys go like, subscribe, and share, it doesn't cost you anything to do that, and they're giving away some free stuff, so that's cool. God man, he said it better myself. I'm yeah, say man. I
4: like every time. Great job, Dave. Dave's He's the a promo great. guy. Yeah, That's what I do. Good I, I feel
5: like Dave's voice a little bit better. Me. Yeah, you know Ooh. what?
4: <laughs> I, I mean, long. you know you know what, Justin? I was gonna say, look how much better he dresses than Fred too. All right, let's <laughs> get started tonight. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> strategy. Nice. We're talking about the balls. We're talking best balls tonight. And listen, I'll be honest, you know, I'm an old school fantasy guy. I'm used to just drafting people and, you know, put them in the lineups. Like, what is best ball? What is this? This is some new concept. So, um, you know, I learned about it actually a couple years ago. It's just basically, you know, you put in – they put in the roster kind of for you pretty much. You. You, you put in your guy and the best guy gets played for you, essentially, is how it works. But I want our experts to explain this and explain some strategies to the folks out there just, you know, just learning about best ball or want some new strategies. So, Nate, let's go to you first. Give me some strategies you use in a best ball draft that you wouldn't use in, say, a normal fantasy football draft.
6: So I think something about best ball, and I've been playing for two years now. It was a new thing to me at the beginning of last season as well, uh, two seasons ago, 2020. You know who you're taking with your first couple of picks. If it's a super flex format, I mean, you're, you're going quarterback in that first round unless you can fall into Jonathan Taylor. Or you're going with a Cooper Cup or a Justin Jefferson. You, you know your formats. You know your guys. But the thing in best ball that I think is most important is I reach more. I'm more willing to take a shot on a guy like a LaVisca Chenault or, I mean, J.D. McKissick, I don't think it's really a reach. But, like, I'm more willing to kind of go after those guys a little bit more aggressively because they could pay off. And a lot of times if they don't, especially in those later rounds, it doesn't really matter if you get your guys in those first few rounds.
4: All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Reaching is cool. Like, you know, especially like you're in a normal draft, you're like, meh, get a little hesitant. Like you're saying in a best ball draft, hey, you might as well take your shots when you can. Cause it doesn't really matter. Go ahead. It's cool. Dave, what say you friend, you got some, um, you know, different strategy you implement something you'd like to share.
2: Yeah. I mean, anyone that's new to best ball, or even if you've been doing it, like stick to the basics, like number one, you have to fill out your roster. So when you're doing it and you're, you redraft, I'm not necessarily worried about filling out the roster. Like I won't even draft a kicker in a defense. If Justin doesn't make me do it. Um, but in best ball, you have to, but you've got to pay attention to that stuff because you get greedy picking up all these handcuffed running backs. and you're like, oh, wait, I got one tight end. I got one quarterback or two okay. quarterbacks are on the same bye, And then I got no kicker defense. So like know your format, pay attention to your structure, just keep to the basics. And so like I typically will get three quarterbacks, even in a one quarterback league, three tight ends. Make sure I got, you know, at least uh, at least one kicker in a defense. Um, you may have to punt it one week, but. By weeks matter in best ball because if you have half your team is the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be missing all your players in one week. And, uh, you know, it's best ball is awesome. It, it's the, uh, the fa- everyone's favorite part of fantasy football is drafting and you get to do it all the time. And every single time we do a mock draft, there's someone in the mock that says, man, I really want, which this was a league. Well then join best ball. Cause every single mock is is a league. And, you know, and then the second thing, diversify your portfolio. Um, you know, you should have a few teams that you absolutely hate, a few teams you absolutely love, and just, like, try different strategies and have fun with it.
4: I like that. I like that a lot. I'm afraid to ask Nick or just ask Nick last week. Guys, I I've never even done it before. So, Justin, I know you know what you're talking about. I'm going to go to you on baseball. you have a different strategy you like to implement um, right, other than your normal fantasy drafts?
5: Yeah, so when I do best ball, I don't really think about it too much. I kind of just go with best player available because it, in a lot of drafts, you know, if you pick DK Metcalf, for instance, you're looking at, oh, okay, I'm going to have to predict the weeks that he's not going to do good because Geno Smith is quarterback. I don't have to do that with the, with best ball. Best ball is great that way. You know what I mean? If he has five points and I have Brandon Ayuk's 13 points on the bench, Brandon Ayuk's starting that week. So for me, I just – I you implement the BPA – uh, strategy. I do a lot of what Nate does too. I reach for players, you know. And some of my best balls, I've gone after like Donovan Peoples Jones because, you know, he has that big splash playability. Or Marcus Valdez Scantling's a good one for that too. Um, and then, like Dave said, you know, just keep it simple. Just just go in there, do your drafts, and it, you know, Dave made it, you know, <laughs> real clear. It's a mock draft that you get to ride out the entire year, and you don't have to like worry about it because they'll record all the stats for you at the end of the year you just gotta pick up your championship.
4: Dave's our Dave's ready to go. He's getting fired up Like you're sitting sure. setting <laughs> a lot of drafts up for later. Like, I I'm Dave, Dave. Go. We got we got half a move right draft. here.
6: That's I have a true. kid just making a slow draft. That's yeah all I it's
4: ask. Draft. absolutely I, I swear,
5: we didn't tell Dave this but that's exactly what we do on TSS. We go right afterwards and we do a draft.
4: That's true. I didn't. I didn't want to spoil his fun though. I mean, I thought that was great. I mean, it's the first time we had a guest come we here. Like, yo, let's go, Fire it up. I love Same it. Same way,
1: like,
5: <laughs> let's do
2: it. it. Yeah, slow draft. Absolutely. When it, like, I've done a couple. I'm like, oh crap, it started. It's like round seven. I'm like, all right, but awesome. yeah, slow draft. Oh, gotta,
4: gotta love it, Nate. What's I, now? You brought this up a second ago, and I'm just gonna kick, kick it around real quick because it is something. We had to, in fact, I think it was our first draft that we had on our on our draft shows. We implemented a superflex without saying that we were doing it, and then we had to kind of restart. So you brought up superflex. Explain what that is, because I'll be honest. Last year, I got into it. I had no idea what it was, and here I am drafting. I'm like. Where did all the quarterbacks go? I don't understand what happened. So, explain us what Superflex is so everyone else doesn't make the mistake I did.
6: So, this is funny because I just learned what it was heading into the 2020 season. I was very green before the pandemic. And now I'm in like 30 Dynasty Leagues. So, go figure. Um, So, what was interesting, what's interesting about Superflex is that you can start a second quarterback.
3: Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team
6: ready. Ready. So that changes everything because now, I mean, quarterback is probably is points wise can be the most valuable position on a fantasy team. You've got Josh Allen going out and putting up 35 points a week. Like you, if you can have two of that every week in your lineup, that's very important. Um, the first Superflex draft I ever did, I got a good explanation of what was going on. So I understood what Superflex was. Um, my buddy Connor who does our DFS content at in between media, mm-hmm didn't he had never played Superflex, and in the first round he's watching quarterbacks go off the board and he texts me and he says what the hell is happening i've never watched people draft quarterbacks in the first round i am so confused like yeah it's super flex it's two quarterbacks so essentially in Superflex, there's a premium on quarterbacks because you can start two of them so i mean not that this would ever i uh, if you're at the turn you might be able to finagle like Ah, would be Tom Brady and like Aaron Rodgers. And that's not a bet because those are guys where you could have weeks where they're both putting up 40 points.
4: Right. I mean, I think consistently overall positional position wise, I mean, quarterback wise going from the top ones are the ones putting up the big numbers. So super flex is a big freaking deal. And especially once you start a draft, if you didn't know super flex and Justin, you brought that up earlier always 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 guys because we're getting in fantasy season check your settings before you get any mock forget any check your settings first big big rule um just
5: just check your roster breakdown because that'll tell you a lot of how
4: you're going to draft. it's (laughs) right indeed indeed dave is there any speaking of super flex too obviously the you know obviously thing to do is draft a qb early there's anything else other than that to watch out in a super flex format
2: yeah, just re- remember if you're gonna go quarterback early, you're used to going quarterback late, so you're gonna have to you know balance out your roster. So like for me in one quarterback leagues, I like to get an early tight end, a Kelsey or an Andrews. It's really difficult if you go with like two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. Let's say I go Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins. If I go Travis Kelsey, my either my running backs or receivers are gonna suck. So it's it's hard.
6: Well, but receiver doesn't have to. I mean, it's such a deep class, such a deep class, such a deep field. You can There's some late round value, which we'll get to that later. Yeah, that, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But I hear what you're saying. If you're there, not careful, there it is. is. also check to see if it's a three-receiver league. because, like something yeah. like a Scott Fish. You're like, oh, man, there's so many receivers. And all of a sudden, like, 36 of the next 37 picks are receivers. And you're like, I thought there was so much depth.
6: I'm in in the seventh round and I'm taking Laquan Treadwell. This is not fun. Yeah.
4: Yep. Been there. Been there. They're all the fun win. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, it's time to debate. We're going to have Dave Dave and Nate are going to go head to head in our champs versus chump game. We're going to go receiver one V one. I'm excited. Hope Nick's ready. Hope that internet's warmed up. We'll be right back. Hayden. We love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet,
6: still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So, we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball. And we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week.
3: You can do it all year long. We have drafts
6: going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign up offer. Get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play
0: on Underdog Fantasy. You put them up, reach the skies, there's the stars up above, because it's one time for the Underdog. One time for the
6: Underdog. I love that you guys have a commercial for it. That is just like, I feel so important on this show
4: now. I know great. That's awesome. Yo, I you know what? You should really feel important because even Freddie changed his shirt for you. Look at oh, that. Uh, look. Oh,
0: nice. I love
4: it. We got twinsies down at the bottom. You gotta love it. All right. <laughs> no twinsies next to each other. Cause Nate and Dave time to put your lace your boxing gloves on because y'all about to go at it. We're gonna debate receivers tonight and champs versus chumps. Let's get it out.
2: Uh, let's
1: get ready to rumble.
4: Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but yeah, I'm like I've done that in full force. Like And only because Caleb looked like he's in grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike, so Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason that's not
0: how
2: you treat guests, bro. <laughs> hey.
4: hope is as good as that intro let's get things started tonight we got champs or chumps receivers number round one a.j brown and i know we brought we've changed this around a little bit so i hope i got this right i have nate buying as the champ tonight and dave you are the chump tonight so dave we'll start with you give us the champ argument for a.j brown
2: give you the champ argument for a.j Brown.
4: Nate, Nate, give me the argument for it, the champ argument for A.J. Brown. See, I'm screwing it all up. We changed the so much already. That's all the, I got to keep looking down, too, like whoop, whoop,
6: whoop. <clears> hey, So – the champ. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm, am I selling or am I buying? You're buying is what – I'm buying A.J. You. Brown. Okay. Yeah. So with A.J. Brown, I, I don't – I'm going to be really honest. I don't love the situation with Jalen Hurts, but that doesn't matter Because, like, with Brandon Cooks last season, that was an awful situation in Houston. Awful. We're going between Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills. And granted, once Davis Mills took over, it got a little bit more stable. But the dude still managed to put up 1,000 yards and almost 100 catches. So, A.J. Brown's that kind of receiver. He's a big target. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to be wildly accurate for him to eat. He's going to get 130, 140 targets. Like, that's just kind of a given. And he's the type of guy that can help someone like Hurts grow. Devonte Smith is a nice little piece I don't love Dallas Goddard in that offense I don't buy into him being a top 12 tight end AJ Brown is a guy where I think he could finish as a top 10 to 12 wide receiver in that offense
4: Nate it's tough for you to win this tonight because your judge is a Philly homer Dave give <laughs> me the chump argument for AJ Brown although it might even be harder for you to win
2: Oh, yeah. Well, so I I think of things in regards to how I was going to compliment my team. And I think I'm just paying way too much for A.J. Brown right now. Um, He's he's had 70 catches as his high. So for for him, he's has gone over a thousand yards, a big play receiver, and he's never had a whole lot of volume. But this is the lowest pass volume offense. Even if they go up like 10 percent, 20 percent, it's still going to be a pretty small amount of targets. And he still got Devonta Smith, still got Dallas Goddard. So, and he still got Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. So, he threw 16 touchdowns last year. So, he's going to have a mass, going to have to have a massive increase in those touchdowns for A.J. Brown to get the 10 plus touchdowns he needs to, to be a top 10 guy. And right now, in best ball, that's where he's going. He is best ball wide receiver 10, 10 26. Yep. So, like 3.02. And then in redraft, he's wide receiver 11. So it's not much of a difference. So I would rather get someone else and, and you know, not, not, I wouldn't say waste the pick because, of course, you're not wasting a pick on A.J. Brown. But I think you can get a better stack, you know, with getting someone else later, like Michael Pittman or somebody else that, you know, is cheaper and get a running back instead of A.J. Brown at round three.
6: To okay, so there. to your stack argument, though, just real quick. What if Jalen Hurts puts up a ridiculous rushing season on top of like only targeting AJ Brown?
2: Yeah, I, I'm just
6: saying. Like, I feel like AJ Brown's going to be the primary target in this offense, and anybody who's really thinking otherwise is crazy.
2: No, no, and I'm not crazy. I, I don't think that. But I know I do, I do think Devonta Smith is going to have his his own. Like, it's not like Devonta Smith's going to have 30 targets. Like, there's there's just not a big, not a big pizza. The small pieces uh, that's true. We go around. It's like a. Yeah, we got a. But you know, Sirianni said he wanted to throw the ball more. Well, so did Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh.
4: Nick, you're, Harbaugh. Nick you're the spicy meatball to tonight. Speaking of the pizza, what do you got here? Who's winning round one here? I mean, it's it's almost neck and neck the way I see it. I like the way Dave tightened it up there at the end. Though. I like that argument.
1: Nah, I don't think it's as close as you think. I think I think Dave. I think Dave ran away with it because Nate Nate Ridley really wasn't sold. On the fact that he had to buy AJ Brown and it You're right. and it's hard and it's hard to buy some, something you don't want. So I knew I was uh, going to lose this
6: one. It's fine.
1: No, it's just, it's just because Dave, he, he had more conviction in his, in his argument. I I'm an Eagles fan and I'm not really sold on the AJ Brown uh, Jalen Hurt stack either. So that would be a hard, the hard buy form for me as well. But you really didn't,
2: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
6: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
6: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No proof is necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And you didn't really believe it, so you didn't really sell it. So I'm going to go with Dave.
4: Yeah, I actually am a big believer in the stack. I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts this year. I think all three of you are crazy, but that's just me, and that's why we play fantasy. Everyone's got opinions, and who knows if we're ever even right or not. So we got round one to Dave. Good job. Let's go to round number two, Michael Thomas. We are just talking about him with the little hamstring tweak. Dave, you are the champ tonight, the buy argument. Give me the champ argument for Michael Thomas.
2: Yeah, um pick, you know we got this one before the little uh ham little hamstring thing, whatever they called it. I forget the quote. Um with with Michael Thomas, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sell you on the fact that you don't have to pay a whole lot for him. Um right now he's best ball 63 wide receiver 31, about the same for redraft. So you're getting him at wide receiver three prices. So at that point you're not having to to spend a whole lot for him. So it all comes down to cost. If you're getting him as high as you were with, you know, AJ Brown, there's there's no way I'm selling you on that because I'm not buying it. Um, but at 31, I can I can handle that. And you know, if he's your your flex or your wide receiver three, he's got humongous upside. Jameis Winston has he's you know propped up two top 12 receivers multiple years.
4: Nate, sure. tell me why he's a chump.
6: Okay, so this for me we all know the talents there. Like nobody on this screen would argue that Michael Thomas isn't one of probably the most top 5 most talented receivers in the league. No question. He can't stay on the field, <clears throat> but the bigger issue is is I think he can't stay on the field cuz he doesn't want to stay on the field. He's not willing to fight through injury, he's not willing to push himself. He wants a contract. His tweets are freaking weird, man. Like, <laughs> this is getting into A-B territory. And while we can go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but I'm concerned that he's not there. He doesn't care. He's collecting a paycheck. He wants to make sure he collects a paycheck. And I think the organization feels the same. I think that they're concerned that he could be hair trigger with Jameis, with Jameis Winston if Jameis is inaccurate. Like he has been in the past. If he has a 30 touchdown, 30 pick season, that's not going to benefit Michael Thomas. And he's looking for his own numbers. He's not a team player. Uh, They, they brought it, they drafted Chris Olave. Kid's going to be a star. They brought in Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry. We know what he's capable of being a solid wide receiver too. This offense is set up to not need Michael Thomas because they don't think that they're going to have Michael Thomas. He showed up to camp. That's great. That's wonderful. Do we think? Do we honestly think he plays more than like four or five games this season? Like, if you had to put money on it in Vegas, gun to your head, you've got to place a hundred thousand dollars of your own money on Michael Thomas playing more than five and a half games.
4: Do you take that bet? Which way do you go, over or under? I was. I'm all excited. I'm going over. I mean, I'm. I think Michael Thomas. But again, I'm Mr. Rogers, all excited for everyone and every offense this year. So I you sure. Know, I, but I, you know, what you have a compelling argument at the end that Antonio Brown thing really had me going there. I was like, mm, Nick, but I, it doesn't matter what I think. Nick's the judge tonight. What say you, friend?
1: Uh, Nate, I I do agree with you. Uh, I do think he's a top fives talent. Uh, it's whether or not he wants to get his head in the game, and I actually think he could possibly be if he plays. Diligently, and he and he plays disciplined and committed. He could possibly be a contender for uh, comeback player of the year. So uh, sure. I am going to go with Nate on this one.
4: All right, Nate, dog in the house. It's one one. Let's go to Cortland Sutton. Nate, you are buying. You are the champ here. Give me the argument for Cortland Sutton.
6: So I, I did kind of a dive back through Cortland Sutton's career today. Looking at the quarterbacks he's played with, dude, like look at who he's played with. Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, and then he lost a season to an ACL tear. He's never had good consistent quarterback play. I'm in on him. Uh, obviously, I'm a Broncos fan. You can see the banners behind me from years we lost the Super Bowl. I He's the DK Metcalf in this offense. He profiles size-wise like DK Metcalf. He can get down the field. He's quick. And he again to go back to he's never had a quarterback this good. His catchable ball rate, twenty yards plus down the field last season, was forty percent, and he didn't he didn't have a single drop. He just he just wasn't getting catchable balls. I feel like once we see him getting a catchable ball from Wilson, this is a guy who's probably in the wide receiver one tier.
4: Yeah, that's, he could be huge this year, along with Jerry Judy. That offense definitely set to rock. And listen, by the way, Nate, I'm a Dolphins fan. You've had one in your lifetime, a couple in your lifetime. I don't want to hear it. That's fair. Dave, Dave what say you, friend? Tell me why he's a chump.
2: I would never say my, my friend Nate's a chump. But I, as far as selling Cortland Sutton, um, he's just uh, he's he's a little pricey. And at wide receiver 17 in uh, best ball and wide receiver 22 in redraft. I think there's some better pieces that you can get or at least guys that I like better. Um, you know, he's going to be competing with, with Jerry Judy quite a bit there. Um, and we'll see what that offense looks like. Uh, we have the NFL has 10 new head coaches, 13 new offensive coordinators. We, we want to say it's going to, you know, look like, uh, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers offense or the Seattle offense with Russell Wilson. We'll see. Um, you know, but I do think it's going to be a very good offense. And I, I think Cortland Sutton's going to be very good. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be wide receiver 17. Um, you know, if you look at his numbers, when Jerry Judy was on the field, Jerry Judy, I played him. So, um, so I, I don't know what, what we're going to see. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, which one of these guys is going to pop. And maybe they both do. Maybe Russell Wilson's able to put them both up there in the top 15. Um, but if, if Judy's the guy and Sutton's not, then you're, you're paying, you're paying for the second guy and you're paying almost full price.
6: Yeah, so, Just real quick with Judy, he ran 60% of his snaps in the slot last season. I can't see that necessarily changing. And if that doesn't change, Russ and Hackett have never been in offenses where they used a slot receiver. I'd say that he won't have value, but it's going to be very limited because he's just not going to line up on the outside very often, which puts Sutton as the ex-receiver there. I mean, he's probably going to benefit the most is my guess.
4: I think anything can
6: happen. I mean, look at Cordero Patterson last year. You saw that coming.
4: (laughs) I think, I think, Dave's very astute point with all the changes going around. There's a lot of what ifs, as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. And this is a big what if, this offense. Nick, what if this? Who won this round? I messed that up. Who won this round?
1: (laughs) Uh, again, you got both very good arguments. The only thing, Nate, I. I do take a little bit of umbrage with Cortland Sutton being a uh, wide receiver one quality. I mean, it's kind of hard to expect somebody, some guy just to ball out who's never done it before. I know he's had an injury. I know he's had crappy quarterbacks. But again, uh, to Dave's point, I mean, he's getting drafted high on a lot of promise and a lot of hope. So I'm going to go with
6: Dave on this one. Dave. Right. So it just Dave, means I have to win the next one to at least salvage a tie.
4: There you go. Exactly. Speaking of the next one, let's get right to it. DJ Moore. Dave, you, the champ argument. Tell me why DJ Moore is a champ.
2: Yeah. So, DJ Moore, he's getting drafted right around the same as as Cortland Sutton, a little bit higher. Uh, I think, you know, people are forgetting how good Baker Mayfield was when he took him to the playoffs before the injury. They're just, they, they want to poo-poo on them real quick. Um, DJ Moore played pretty well with bad, really bad quarterback play. Um, and even last year with Sam Darnold, he was on a tear to start the season. And so um, you, you saw what Baker Mayfield was able to do with Jarvis Landry. And, and DJ Moore is a very similar player in the fact that he runs routes and occupies the same, the same part of the field. And a lot of those timing routes and things like that. You're there already. Talks about DJ Moore just lighting it up, doing the you know in the Patriots joint practice and things like that. So I do think DJ Moore finally breaks out of over four touchdowns this year. Um, the Vegas line is four and a half. I think he'll get at least six.
4: Nice. I like the little little plug at the end there, Nate. What say you? Tell me why he's a trump.
6: So uh, I agree with what Dave said. I really – I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a much better quarterback than he's been given credit for. He's dealt through – he's he's battled through some injuries. He had a torn labrum last season, and the dude played through it. Like, that's, that's a next-level toughness. That's like Johnny Unitas type stuff. Um, and I think that the talent's there. My concern is that I don't – Caroline is a mess. That coaching staff is a mess. Matt Rule is in over his head. There are a lot of talented players. That offense that I really like, LaVisca Schnall, I think, is a guy who – oh, no, not LaVisca Schnall. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. I'm sorry. Robbie Anderson. Same thing. It's the same, same guy. Same thing. But, like, there's talent there, but it's just being miscoached. And I worry that this is, this is just going to be another season where it's not a great offensive line. Baker's going to get dinged up because he doesn't quit because he has no quit in him. So he's the guy who's trying to run the play to the end and he ends up tearing his labrum again. And then where are we at PJ Walker, or Sam Darnold. And then we're right back to where we were last year. And yes, DJ Moore a wide receiver 18 last season, which was miraculous. If Christian McCaffrey stays on the field, this is a totally different story. I don't know that he's going to again, I can't. I just can't. There's too much risk with DJ Moore. I love. I love the talent, but I ha- absolutely hate the
4: situation for him. Nick is innate Nate battling his way back. Are you throwing in the towel?
1: No, I'm not throwing the towel. I I look at this as a as an OBJ situation with uh, with uh, number six over there. I think I think he thinks he needs to force it to to dj so uh again i agree with nate he they they got a crappy coaching situation over there a lot of the offense is going to hinge on on if mccaffrey is going to be on the field or not uh six is not a check down charlie he's going to force it up uh even though dj moore is pretty much quarterback proof uh i'm gonna have to go with nate on this one because my heart is not with number six
4: All right. Well, your heart did not leave San Francisco, to say the least, because we (laughs) are finally in round five. This is it for all the glory. Dave, you are going to give me the uh, the champ argument for Gabriel Davis. Uh, this This
2: one's easy. This one's easy because I really do believe in this. You know, Gabriel Davis last year, the snap counts were just so low because Emmanuel Sanders was in there. They were they had Cole Beasley. And when he hit the field, Emmanuel Sanders went away. Um, we saw this guy, this guy's a baller. And in the biggest game of the season, who did they go to? Gabriel Davis. And they, you know, they quickly realized hey, we made a mistake. This guy should have been on the field the whole time. Not only is he a red zone threat attached to the best quarterback and probably the best offense in the league, but he's a great receiver. Um, So you're going to get – you know, Josh Allen's going to throw 40-plus touchdowns this year. Stephon Diggs isn't catching 40-plus touchdowns. Gabriel Davis is going to be a 10-touchdown guy, and he could get 1,000 yards in this offense as the number two. And if I told you you can get the number two on the best offense in the league at wide receiver 22, Commish, you interested?
4: I'm taking it all day. Absolutely. Great argument. Nate,
2: you got to tell me,
4: why is he a chump? So I've been propping Gabriel Davis up
6: as a waiver wire ad, like halfway through the season since 2020. And what has happened is that he's actually been fairly decent the last like four or five games. And you get this hope and you're like, okay, he's finally going to get a full-time role. And then they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. This year it's Jamison Crowder. There's clearly something about Gabe Davis that that organization, that front office doesn't trust enough to just – just outright give him that number two wide receiver role. So Isaiah McKenzie's looked really good in camp. We've heard a lot of reports about how quick and how reliable he's been for Allen. They went out and they got James cook in the draft. He's a pass catching back. He dropped two. There were two incompletions to him. His senior season at Georgia. Plus he's Dalvin cook's brother. So we know that there's something about that. This, they tried to aggressively get JD McKissick. They're looking for other pass catching options. I love Gabe Davis, but at best, he's probably a wide receiver three. He's been the PPR wide receiver 57 the first two years of his career. I love the touchdown upside. but Then there's also Dawson Knox. He's a red zone darling. And if you're looking at Gabe Davis and you realize, so he's had 62 and 63 targets his first two seasons, 35 catches in both, 549, 599 yards. We've got six and seven touchdowns. That's a pretty like consistent production we're probably looking at something similar in 2022 i don't know why it would change especially bringing in jameson crowder i mean he's probably going to sit in the same role he'll get some late season work and then he'll catch four touchdowns in the playoffs and everybody will go batshit
4: crazy for him and we'll be back here again next season well i gotta give it to nate he really did try nick what do you say Who, who who took it
1: well, you know, I love me some Dawson Knox and I know Dawson Knox is going to steal some, some touchdowns. And there is a lot to be said for if you're supposed to be that guy and yet all of a sudden they keep bringing other guys to be the guy and to prove to you, to you, Hey, you got to be the guy. You got to be the guy. And so it just tells you you're not the guy. So the guy tonight who brought it and he did try and he did succeed was Nate.
4: Nate, coming back from the mat almost. I can't fret. The crowd can't believe it. They go (laughs) wild. Congratulations, Nate. You're tonight's winner.
6: The thumbs up from Chuck Norris meant everything to me.
4: Dave, I'm sorry, bro. I don't even know how you lost this. I don't even want to hit it because I don't even know how you lost the loss tonight. But it is tradition on our show for all of our losers to get the award.
0: So you get nothing. You
4: lose. Good day, sir. It's not even not even
6: I have met Dave in person. I guarantee you. He's actually one of the smartest football minds I've talked to in person.
4: <laughs> just so <laughs> we're clear here.
6: Thank
1: you, Dave. Oh, I'm not denying that any one bit at all. Oh, of I course just, not. I just thought that Nate had a better argument at the end. That's well, all. Was oh, that Rick really for
4: Yeah, everyone asks that. It sure is. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Every time that comes on, that's literally the first thing they ask. That's super funny. All right. Well, yeah, nothing personal. That's just the fun part of our show. Bro.
2: Yeah. No, All no, right. We're no, going to no. take
4: a quick little siesta. It's going to be like 30 seconds or so. When we get back, we're going to finish up. We're going to go through each position. We're going to talk about guys we like, we don't like, and some sleepers. And really, what I'm going to run here is our new Sunday AM intro. A new Sunday show we're going to be bringing this year. Going to be on Sunday mornings. I got Mikey Betts coming in to bring some gambling things. I got Brian Scott to talk about injuries. Um, so it's going to be some good fun. Early Sunday morning, eight a.m. So I can get to the Dolphin game. All right, let's check it out.
0: It's a beautiful. Fall.
4: for a TSS fantasy. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Commissioner Cooper and it's time.
0: How the fuck you got me up this damn early, Jason?
4: <laughs> it's time. wake up nice. with this these these sunday mornings coming up these anymore i can't even say right yo listen by the way dave i saw this during the break like perfect i don't know if nick saw this but like this is <laughs> perfect comment because i was thinking the same thing like is this for real Jameson crowder the guy like for real all right well that's okay let's move on all right let's talk about quarterbacks um, give me. Let's go. I'll go, Dave. Let's go to you first. Give me a guy that you really like. Um, Best ball.
2: Uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, I I think people underappreciate pass volume. They everyone wants the Konami Code quarterback, and that's great, and I I like that too. But last year, the top seven guys all threw thirty three plus touchdowns. You still have to throw the ball. So Jalen Hurts was consistent. He was a QB one every single week. Last week, he finished QB eight. So like you still got to throw the ball and Kirk Cousins is going to be in a more pass heavy offense. They got rid of old curmudgeony, you know, Mike Zimmer, Mm. and they're going to have a a new um, really, really more, uh, not a pass heavy, but more fast paced offense. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to open it up.
4: All right. I like you like that to say the least. Nate, what say you? Is there a guy you like? So mine was actually Kirk Cousins too, Dave.
2: (laughs) Um,
6: Well, I had a slash Kirk Cousins and if, He picked Kirk Cousins or Trey Lance. My other one's going to be Trey Lance. To touch on Kirk Cousins real quick, I have been a Kirk Cousins hater for quite a while. However, him getting into this O'Connell offense, O'Connell ran 11 personnel. It was like 85% of snaps last season for the Rams. They're going to be in three wide receiver sets all the time. That's what this offense is going to do. And it's going to be beautiful. For Kirk Cousins, we're finally going to get to see the Kirk Cousins that graded out so high in Washington. Like this is exciting. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And then Trey Lance, dude, that rushing upside. We're just looking at Jalen Hurts 2.0, a guy who you're getting. I mean, you're you're getting him right at that value, basically QB8, QB7, QB8. But that's fine because he's he's there's no way he doesn't. He's going to live up to that, and there's no way he won't. Not in that San
4: Francisco offense. Fred, you've been quiet all night, so I figured I'm just going to kick it to you. Give me a QB you like, man. All right, get out. Take yourself off mute. You changed you, you, you change shirt. Give me a QB you like.
0: Come on, man. You know I pick my same quarterbacks every time. Why are you doing me like this? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I want to hear, hear the facts of my own argument.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, let me let me figure what. No, I, I, I'm i going to go with – um. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really play best ball. But if I was going to do best ball, I'd probably take Justin Herbert. I think he has the most potential. Uh, I've never picked him for anything, anytime, in any of my
4: leagues. We we don't need Justin Herbert analysis, okay, bro? Everyone knows. Hey, hey, you know who
0: I pick. Every time.
4: All right, whatever. Let's move on. Let's talk about guys I don't like. We'll start with you first, Nate. Give me a guy you don't like as a QB.
6: Jalen Hurts. (laughs) I'm just – I know everybody's high on him, and it's fine. You can all be high on him. You can all draft him. Take him. You can have him. (laughs) What, What concerns me is that Nick Sirianni has been very vocal about wanting to throw the ball more. Jalen Hurts just simply isn't an accurate quarterback. And I don't know that he can, at this point, Josh Allen's an anomaly for him to do what he did to go from how bad he was accuracy wise to being as good as he has been the last two seasons. That doesn't normally happen. I don't know that it will happen with Jalen Hurts. If they're going to abandon that like high rushing upside for him as a quarterback, I don't know that his value stays. You might be looking at a back end QB two by the end of this season. And I know that's kind of doomsday, but I think that there's enough chance that it happens that I'm really just not willing to take him as ADP.
4: Mm, yeah, I, you don't even know where I have him ranked, Dave. What say you, my friend? Uh, give me well, guy you know-
2: Um. Yeah, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, so <laughs> I may or may not have had Jalen Hurts on my list, and it's just all about value. I like Hurts. I think he's you know I think he's improved a lot as a passer. Um, he was competing with Drew Locke for like most dangerous targets. It was not mm-hmm. a good territory to be in. Um, his, you know, it was like 46 or 47% of completions his rookie year. He improved a lot and Sirianni did a great job. Um, in the beginning of the year, they were passing more and they realized like Jalen Hurst can't, he's not that great at that. So yes. let's go get him, AJ Brown, and let's run the ball a whole lot. Um, and they're going to still run the ball a whole lot. I, no matter what they say, they're still going to run the ball a lot. Um, And I just think that the reason you love Jalen Hurts last year is you got, you drafted him QB 14, QB 13, and he was QB 8. Now you're drafting him at QB 7 or 8, which, you know, there's not really a lot of room for improvement. And again, I told you that 33 touchdowns, 16 is a, that's a, that's a long ways away. And you're just, I think you're buying him at his ceiling. And that's why I'm out. Well,
6: I think something people don't realize is that last season, 40%. Of his fantasy production was on the ground.
4: Yeah, I That's a
6: lot. You take 20% of that away, even. I mean, what did he have? 11 rushing touchdowns? Like, Mm -hmm. it's insane. 10. It's insane.
4: Yeah, so I would go to Justin on a guy he's selling, but did make a trio, and then there's no point in all this. So, (laughs) let's go back to Nate, and we'll ask about a sleeper. Give me somebody nobody's talking about.
6: Oh, well...
4: If you follow
6: me on Twitter, you're tired of me talking about this person. But almost no one else is. Davis Mills, people. Davis Mills. So I have the benefit of doing an NFL-only. It's a non-fantasy podcast with my buddy Bad Bolt from Australia. It's called NFL Lab Network. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, we've had some really fun interviews with some beat reporters. But one of them is John Harris who is a beat reporter for the Texans in the locker room. We've had three really good conversations with him, and something he beats the drum on every time is, this organization believes in Davis Mills. So he's the unequivocal starter heading into this season. That's great. Uh, There are a lot of franchises that have hung their hat on guys like Josh Rosen. Davis Mills was the QB 10 from week 14 on when he got the starting job last season with Rex Burkhead being his primary running back and an offensive line that was missing everything. Laramie Tunsil, who is an all pro left tackle. Like they had nothing. And Davis mills manufactured a QB 10 season from week 14 on out of that. That's impressive for a rookie who was a fourth round draft pick. What they got Tunsell back. They made two really smart picks on the offensive line. They got Damian Pierce, which we can talk about whether he's relevant or not, but now we're walking into year two of Nico Collins and year two of Brevin Jordan, and Brandon Cooks is back. I mean, the recipe for this dude to finish QB5 is like there. Do I think that's a likely outcome? No, but I do think it is a possible outcome. I think it's also a possible outcome. He finishes at least in the QB1 tier. He is currently going... Almost undrafted in most best ball. He's QB twenty-seven, but he's a sixteenth round. Overall 196 on underdog. So if your draft doesn't go 16 rounds, Davis Mills isn't getting drafted. And this guy could finish in the top ten of all quarterbacks in fantasy this season. Yeah. I'm very passionate about this.
4: <laughs> I know, and I actually, yeah, we kinda agree. <coughs> he had a great um, you know, end of the year last year, once he was the guy, as you mentioned. Dave, what say you, my friend? Give me somebody we're sleeping on.
2: Yeah, and so I was worried you were going to say uh, say my guy there. Um, so, uh, Jameis Winston. Ooh, um, I love that. So, you know, Jameis Winston right now is QB 23 in redraft leagues. Um, he's about the same in baseball, And, you know, yeah, he was the 30 for 30 guy, but he was, top, he was QB 3 that year. Um, so, like – Okay, go ahead. Throw another 30 interceptions. As long as you throw 30 touchdowns, we're good. Um, but last year with the Saints, he dialed it down. And in six games that he finished, he was on he was on pace for 39.5 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. So much better ratio. He was very efficient. Came out and thumped the Packers week one, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And now he's got Chris Olave. They went and addressed the offensive line. Michael Thomas is back. He did that without Michael Thomas. It was Marquez Callaway. Um, you got changed his name now, but Deontay Hardy was like his boy. Like, he didn't have anything. And he was still making it work. Um Kamara looks like he's not going to be suspended. Um the Saints, you know, the Saints can be com- very competitive this year. Um so Jameis Winston at QB 23, he's one of my favorite um like QB threes in your super flex leagues. Um and I'm actually trying to make it, trying to make a deal before the show, trying to get him. So um, Jameis Winston, wheels up. He got the LASIK. Come on. Right.
4: He got the LASIK. It's on and popping now. All right, let's go on to the running back position. Um, Let's go. I'll kick it back to Nate real quick. Give me a guy you're absolutely in love with.
6: Folks, J.D. McKissick is currently going as a running back 56, and that is out of control. This is a dude who's going to finish as a running back too. Um he wasn't super relevant last season, got kind of dinged up a few times, uh, which sucks. But in 2020, when he was healthy, he had 110 targets. He had 80 catches. That's 80 points just on catches from a guy who the commanders aggressively re signed. He had a deal with Buffalo, and they pried him away from Buffalo. They clearly don't believe in Antonio Gibson, they brought in Brian Robinson. Carson Wentz is a guy who you really don't want throwing downfield. So a guy like McKissick is perfect. He's a short range target. Um, I mean, I just, he's going in the late 14th round of most best ball drafts guys. Like this is a steal. This is a guy who could finish as an RB two. I mean, if if things go really absolutely crazy, he could finish as an RB one. I mean, it'd have to go absolutely nuts. We're talking like 120 targets, 90 catches, but still, like his upside is RB two, and you're, he's going as a running back 56. It's insane. And he's love not it. even my
2: sleeper.
4: Got it. yeah, I know exactly. You got value on a guy you love, Dave. Give me a guy you love, my friend.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go Ramondre Stevenson. So yes. um, we talked about you know the Patriots. James White is retired. Ramondre Stevenson can easily slip into that role but I don't think he's going to slip into that role. I think he's going to slip into the RB1 role Mm -hmm. for the Patriots this year. He did one thing that no man has ever done before, and that is get out of Bill Belichick's doghouse. Uh, Jonas Gray had four touchdowns. He fumbled the ball once, and poof, like he's off the earth. So Ramondre Stevenson last year, all jokes aside, was number seven in yards after contact. Um, This guy was a great runner, and on top of it, he's a great pass catcher. Um, he slimmed down a little bit. Um, he's looking he's he's looking good in and, and camp. Um, Andrew Erickson from Fantasy Pros was out there and he was like, it is Hermandre Stevenson season, and you better catch on before everyone else does. He's already up to RB thirty-six. He was RB fifty-six, like two months ago. You better get him before you can't.
4: Love that. Justin, give me one you love, my friend. So Nate and Dave
5: keep stealing all of my guys. Like they stole all my (laughs) quarterbacks and everything. But they didn't get this one. Actually, Dave did, but I had two. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is going to be a guy that you're going to want to go grab. Everybody's like, oh, it's Ezekiel Elliott's backfield. That's fine because Tony Pollard is now going to be working in as a slot receiver. They're going to be kicking it out to him. They're going to get him in space, and he's still going to get touches. He still had 800 yards last year. You know, and now we're talking about adding him as a PPR type of guy. I think that that's somebody a lot of people are kind of sleeping on because this Ezekiel Elliott hype has gone back up. So I'm looking at Tony Pollard as somebody, somebody. you want to get.
4: All right. I like that indeed. Let's go to somebody you don't like. Dave, give me a running back you're not excited about.
2: See, I, 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 it's all about the price, it's not about the player. I love DeAndre Swift. I just, you know, DeAndre Swift as your RB one, you cannot feel so great about that. Um, one of the reasons he was so great for fantasy football last year was Anthony Lynn's propensity to target the running backs. We saw he, you know, him and Philip Rivers made Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, you know, and obviously they they kept that as part of his game. But we saw the same thing with DeAndre Swift. He was getting ten targets a game. Then they were like Anthony Lynn, you need to run the ball more. You're fired. And then DeAndre Swift was just a running back. And if you're just a running back on a poor offense, you get less touchdown opportunities. And you got Jamal Williams back there. They got some other running backs. It's just if he's my RB2 and I'm paying like RB15, 16 price, I'm cool with it. But he's RB8 right now, and that's just too expensive. Nate, who's somebody you don't like? Cam Akers. Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers' skill. I love
6: his talent. But the dude is just barely a year off of tearing his Achilles. So expecting – he's going as the RB19 right now on underdog. And that's ludicrous, especially knowing we've still got Daryl Henderson, who Sean McVay loves, and they went out and they drafted Kyron Williams, who is a very talented pass-catching back. So where does Akers really fit in here after an Achilles tear? Probably nowhere. There's no way he's an RB2. If there's a running back in the Rams offense that you want to grab right now, it's going to be Daryl Henderson and Kyron Williams in rookie drafts at the very back end in Dynasty. In best ball, like, do not touch Cam Akers, guys. It's a trap. Running back 19, there's no way he lives up to that.
4: What's, no way. What's super fun, Nate, is that during the summer, we did shows on different each team, and we highlighted each team had beat writers, like you mentioned. We had a couple players, whatever. But for the Ram show, he had a very talkative guest. But that's exactly what he said. He was like, listen, don't buy the Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson's going to be the starter at some point. So you're right on point. I mean, that, the guy who's in L.A. with the team, with the Michael Myers in the back, that's what he said, too. So good job. Um, just, Nick, do you got one that you don't like?
1: Many. But I will, I will fixate on one. Uh, I do not like Antonio Gibson this year. Uh, it, because here's, here's the thing. Num- number one, uh, Riverboat Ron already said it's going to be an, R- an RBC and that's, that's just bad news for fantasy managers. Number two, I think they're going to be in a negative game script a lot this year. Their defense is going to be on the field a lot and their defense isn't very good. And neither is a quarterback. The only star they, they got out there is, uh, Terry McLaurin. And once you double team him, you got to prove that, uh, Jahan Dotson is, is going to be the guy. And again, we uh, I think Nate said McKissick, Mc, McKissick is going to, st- he steals a lot of production from, uh, Antonio Gibson. So that's why I would stay way clear of, uh, Antonio Gibson
4: yeah um I, Same. Could, I i yeah that's uh it's funny though you talked about the negative game script to be fair, you did uh you're not a big Carson wentz fan either though so let's let's be fair To i'm not oh, well to
1: be fair i'm not i'm not a washington Redskins commander's football team fan <laughs> either, so you know let's just throw that in the ring.
6: <laughs> is anybody a Carson wentz fan though yeah, I don't think was- anymore. Is his wife even a Carson Wentz fan? Hey. Uh, Hey. Hey. hey, She probably still likes him.
4: Hey, Bandy from our fourth and flex said, let's best these balls, gentlemen. He's ready. He's fired up just like Dave. Got to love it. All right. Let's talk sleepers. We talked about guys we don't like. Nate, I'll start with you on this one. Give me a sleeper out there.
6: Tyler Algier. Because I think he's going to, I mean, this is kind of like low hanging fruit, I suppose, as far as sleepers go. Because this is a dude who's going to, I mean, he's going to have some fantasy relevance on volume. He's probably not going to have a ton of big games, but in best ball, you can snag him. He's RB50. Uh, you can get him pretty late. He's by default the starter because Cordero Patterson, like, let's be realistic. Last year was cool, but it's never going to happen for him again. It was fun to watch, it was a great story. It was a one-time deal. It's like Kurt Warner's last year with um, the uh, Cardinals Cardinals. when he went to the Super Bowl. Like, that was really cool and what a great story, but we knew that the next season, Kurt Warner wasn't taking that Cardinals team back to the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, indeed. So. All right, Dave, give me somebody we're sleeping on.
2: Isaiah Spiller from Los Mm -hmm. Angeles Chargers. If you're a dynasty player, then you know what I'm talking about. But if not, Isaiah Spiller is going to be Austin Eckler's number two. I don't. I'm not buying this Joshua Kelly stuff. Joshua Kelly's been on, the, on. He's been there for three years, and they try to replace them every year. Nobody believes he's the clear cut number two, Mister Beat Writer. It's going to be Isaiah Spiller and Austin Eckler's missed time. Like Isaiah Spiller can be a three down back. And he's one play away from a humongous opportunity. If if Austin Eckler retired today, he's a, he's a running back one. He's on one of the best offense. You want good players on good teams. And so I love Austin Eckler. Hope he plays, you know, three more years, but Isaiah Spiller is running back 49. And this is an offense that is, is very comparison to what the saints used to run with two running backs Austin Eckler's on his own podcast and he wants to get down to 200 touches. <laughs> Give me some Isaiah Spiller.
4: Yeah. Ooh, oh. Gotta like that. Fred, I know you I'm trying to get you involved. You got a sleeper right art running back for us? You gonna surprise us with something? Hall. He's, he's on me, guy, this guy is completely unprepared. All right, let's move on. We're gonna go talking about tight ends. Let's go to uh we'll, we'll start. Let's start just summer. Let's give our guests a break for a second. Justin, give me a tight end you absolutely are in love with this year. Dalton Schultz.
5: Dalton Schultz to the moon. Don't care what you talk about anybody else. Dalton Schultz to the moon. You got nothing but targets in Dallas right now. You ain't got Gallup for probably a couple games. You got Cooper shipped out. You've got a ton of targets that are going to two guys, CeeDee Lamb. Dalton Schultz and then maybe a little scraps to are tra- to, uh, Tony Pollard and Jalen Tolbert look for this guy to have a duplicate if not better of last year's season where he had 800 yards eight touchdowns I'm looking for this guy to go through the moon this year
4: love it to the moon and back Dave what say you what's the guy you
2: love yeah I love Dalton Schultz but it's not my pick um, I went with someone that's a you know a little bit lower on the uh, the rankings, but I still love him. It's Albert Okunon, and so A O Albert O, however you want to call him, um, he's tight end twenty one. I think the Tim Patrick injury, um, it does move Judy out to the the you know out of the slot because they're not they're not going to run the slot that much in that offense a lot of twelve personnel. But people are forgetting that he's still there. Greg Dolchich is not going to be the guy. Like rookie tight ends, unless you're Kyle Pitts, don't do anything. It's going to be Albert, and he's going to be a big benefactor of Tim Patrick being being out. This guy could be a high touchdown, you know, high touchdown volume guy.
4: Albert, oh, gotta love it, Nate. What say you, my friend? So I really like Zach Ertz
6: in this Arizona offense. I think that with um, Deshaun or with uh, DeAndre Hopkins out, God, why am I brain farting all of a sudden? With DeAndre Hopkins gone. For the first six weeks, he's going to establish himself like he did at the end of last season once the trade happened is a reliable target for Kyler Murray. I love Marquise Brown, but I don't think he's reliable enough. And he's kind of more of a deep ball guy. I think that Ertz is going to be reliable enough that he's going to be like seven, six, five somewhere because the parity at tight end is insane. I love Zach Ertz. There's so much upside there for him. And I'm willing to pay up kind of a little bit to get him.
4: Yeah. Well, no. All right. I like that. All right. Let's talk about guys we don't like. And, you know, let's start off with a guy who generally doesn't like anything. Nick, what say you give me a tight end that you don't like?
1: Oh, it's that guy, uh, Jason Cooper. I think he's a real dirtbag. Now, um, I think the guy I don't – I'm not in love with, and never keeps mentioning him, is David Njoku. Like, he's been there forever. It's seems like and he hasn't done anything I know he's had number six as his quarterback which is which is fair but I mean he's had other guys too and he and he hasn't done it anything really relevant and the other guy is Gerald Everett uh everyone's all up on Gerald Everett because now he moved da- down to the Chargers with um with the Herbert dude I've seen enough of Gerald Everett to know what he is uh <laughs> he's not the guy
4: Nick, I see I knew Nick would have a laundry list of people he didn't like. Nate, what's <laughs> all two of them? All two of them. A, give me a guy you don't like.
6: So I don't like Alberto. O, actually. No. Uh, I good don't good. think Hackett was talking him up, is like, hey, we're gonna throw this guy in as a receiver. He's gonna be running more receiver sets. I just don't I don't see it being a thing. I like his skill set, but also like even if Hackett. We had Tanyan. That was a cool season. That was a fluke. Um, and what, has, what tight end is Russell Wilson propped up? He had Jimmy Graham. But outside of Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham is more of a wide receiver, they already have a set wide receiver core. I don't know that they're going to be using Alberto enough as like a slot or out wide that he becomes relevant. Especially an underdog right now, he's tight in twelve. So they're billing, people are drafting him as a tight end one tier. That's too high.
4: Yeah, sounds a little high for my blood, too. I would agree with that as far as that position is concerned. Let's go to sleepers, though. Give me somebody tight end. You know, there's always one. Dave, we'll go to you first on this one. Give me one that nobody's talking about. It's just going to come out the pack, and everyone's like, oh, man, I wish you would have picked him up.
2: All right, well, this guy's going number 200 in redraft right now. Tight end twenty three, Austin Hooper. So Austin Hooper is with Tennessee. Robert Woods is coming off an ACL. Traylon Burks is still getting, you know, he's still getting his feet under him. Uh, I know that you know Kyle Phillips looks great. I, I love the the tape and stuff like that. But this is a this is a team that runs twelve personnel like eighty percent of the time. They do not run a lot of three receiver sets, and they got you know Nick uh, Westbrook kikine over there. So. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has has propped up tight ends before. We've seen Johnny Smith, Delaney Walker in that offense. Like we, we can definitely see Austin Hooper get a hundred targets and every tight end that got a hundred targets last year was a top 12 tight end.
4: Oh, get your pencils out. I like that one. Good one. Indeed. Nate, what say you give me some of our sleeping on uh, Daniel Bellinger for the New York giants.
6: And I know like rookie tight ends are usually terrifying. Um, This guy's blocking he, the way he grades out blocking will keep him on the field consistently. He has Ricky Seals Jones really to compete with, which isn't much competition when he blocks so well. But he's also shown a propensity for being able to catch the ball. And Daniel Jones, if he's going to stay the starter, needs those kind of easy target guys like Bellinger. Bellinger's also a reliable red zone target. He's got better hands than Evan Ingram. But he's going as a tight end 32. He's Basically, again, this is a guy who's going undrafted. So you can snag him with your last pick. And, like, you could smash your league just at tight end in the playoffs if this guy gets hot towards the back half of the season, which is what will probably happen. But with back-end guys in ball, isn't that kind of what you're hoping for?
4: Absolutely, indeed. All right, speaking of back-end, Justin, who's the guy you'll be sleeping with uh, this season? <laughs> That, that was your transition? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, it was two, speaking in a guy who knows about two guys. So, a bad. <laughs>
5: All right. Well, uh, hopefully we don't hear your computer talk about two guys. <laughs> but um, So, I'm going to go with the other New York tight end, Tyler Conklin. I think Tyler Conklin has got a high ceiling in that offense. Uh, C.J. Uzama was not really a good blocking tight end last year uh he was also more of a deep route guy uh they used him more of a wide, as a wide receiver and conklin was used primarily as a tight end covering the middle of the field doing slants doing ins doing outs um I, I look at him last year he was you know he got put into that position after irv smith went down and he still finished uh number six in red zone targets for tight end you're going to target him um and as far as what I've been reading from reports, the Jets like him. They like him as their number one right now. They only paid him a few million less than Uzama. So I think that, you know, him building a connection with Zach Wilson could translate to some big plays. And like, you know, Nate said, he's also going undrafted. Nobody cares about him. Everybody thinks the big money play was Uzama. Uzama only made $3 million more than he did.
4: Listen, if anybody's been watching this show, they know you, sir, are a little Jets Homer. I think you got a little Jets fan card in your pocket. You've yeah, been talking about Zach I Wilson see, all summer long. Oh potential. my gosh. You got potential. Nick, speaking of potential, do you got some a sleeper that we are we're not well, nobody mentioned yet?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Homer pick. I'm gonna go pet firemouth. I think I think this season he's going to break out because you got you, you got Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I don't, I don't trust him. And then, uh, like I said, uh, they, then you got Kenny Pickett, which I don't like at all. But if you're going to go into, uh, a new system or if you're a rookie quarterback, the, the safety net is going to be your tight end. And, and he's going to get probably a lot of those short yardage first downs and he's going to get some red zone looks. And he started to emerge a little bit last year after uh, Ebron got uh, injured and then Roethlisberger started to trust him more. And I think that's just going to carry on over, over into the new uh, regime under Trubisky or Pickett.
4: Shout-out to our boy Richard, who agrees he likes Tyler Conklin as well. All right, guys, morning, we, appreciate, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Love talking about balls, at least Justin does anyway. So let's close out tonight. Nate, do us a favor. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, and get all of your great content throughout the year.
6: You can find me on Twitter at Nate Paul uh, You can find the majority of my work with In Between Media. Please check out our YouTube channel, like, subscribe. We're about to be on twice a week during season. Myself and Seth Wolcock, uh, my founding. He's my daddy at in Between controls all the things in between um i'm gonna have some stuff coming out with fantasy pros all season i've got a dfs column that will be weekly with fantasy pros you can find me weekly with trophy smack and just in general out in the world say hi if you see me please
4: all right indeed say what's up to nate he's a busy guy you gotta get his gotta get him out of his phone man he's got stuff everywhere dave let everyone know where they can follow subscribe and get all your great content all season
2: Yeah, it's at Dynasty Dorks, one word. You can get me on uh, a TikTok. You can get me on Twitter. um, And I am with Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So make sure you give us a follow. That's SGPN Fantasy. You can get it anywhere you listen to your podcasts.
4: Nice. We'll have to, I don't know if we're following on TikTok now, because it's like one of the last ones I'm trying to get used to, but I'll make sure we'll we'll get on that for sure. All right, guys. We appreciate you guys. As Dave mentioned, we're going to be doing our best ball draft this week. We'll be doing grades and stuff. So you guys, of course, are welcome back. I know you're busy, uh, but we'll have a a show on Friday where we're going to go over the grades of each team. We're going to play some fantasy feud because, you know, we like to play games here as well. We'll have uh, the doc on, and uh, Mary Jane will be back in. We'll talk about the Kamar case, kind of see where any updates are with that. So with all that said, we appreciate you guys, and we are out. On a we're on a mirror of this guy. We're on a mirror
3: We're he he on a mission. of on your life, best friends, do make up. What on your life, best friends, do make
2: up. on your life, best friends, stop, make up.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs>